You are Locked On Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked on Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Harrison Fagan. He is in my house. He is in my studio. And he was so nice that he decided he was going to throw out a, a picture of my shoddily decorated and really kind of, I, I can't lie, it's kind of gross right now. There's a lot of water bottles over the place. My studio is now on your Instagram feed. Thanks for yeah, that. It's a, thank you for promoting my Instagram story. So it's it's actually at Fagnews, <laughs> F-A-I-G-N-E-W-S. So if you want to, you can follow me on Instagram and you will see an- where Anthony records his podcast studio. I'm going to be honest, I'm a little grossed out. You know what's funny is that people might actually think that's a fake at because I've been giving that out recently. Yeah, no. See, I gave it. That's no, the real app. That might be a fake one. I would don't. I wouldn't try your luck. I wouldn't try your luck if I. It's were on you. the Instagram story. Just follow <laughs> me there. Uh, we are going to talk about the game. The Lakers lose. Frankly, a really disappointing game. It's really rare that with this team, I'm going to be disappointed. I find myself being disappointed in that game. Uh, we obviously have to talk about Lonzo. Uh, Lonzo for 25, as as Drew Unga put it on Twitter. I called him the Airballer brand. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to we're going to praise KCP. He seems to get a lot of ire from the fan base, uh, but he was incredible in New Orleans, and he's been I, I think fairly solid all year for the Lakers. So we're going to talk about him. Uh, we're going to, if we have time, talk about Levar Ball and and Harrison's. He he misses his his big baller brand dad. Are you go? Are you going to be okay? You yeah, have the same face that you you with Kuzma. With, Who would you rather Kuzma. have in your life? Like if I could, if I could guarantee you that Levar Ball is coach of the Lakers, or or Ivica Zubats is a Hall of Famer. Which way would you go? Oh, definitely Zubats. I mean, I don't think there's any way Levar Ball, coach of the Lakers, actually like works out for the team and if somebody <laughs> finds out that 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 i'm responsible for that i will be killed to ensure that it ends and so I, i'm gonna go with zubat's hall of famer just because like you know zoo's funny like let's like let's root for him to be good because then we can actually like interview him and have it be relevant fair point fair point so as always make sure you guys are following the show on megaphone slash panoply itunes tune in stitcher today's fast break spotify alexa Lakers Nation, where Harrison writes. Lakers Outsiders, where I write. You can follow me on Twitter, at Anthony Irwin LA. You can follow Harrison on Twitter, at I honestly huge LeVar Ball fan. I should make, like, fake news my Twitter app. Like, I, I feel like I've been telling you to do that for years. I, I need think to, it's really I actually, good. I actually do need to do that. Somebody's going to steal it. I think I'm going to change. Yeah, you should do that tonight. Not during the show. Nobody's going to steal it. We aren't live. It's fine. I'm just <laughs> going to make sure that nobody messes this up for me. <laughs> All right, let's start with the game. I guess. Oh wait! So if here's, you change your hat, you lose verification. I'm yes. Not do that. What hurts? What annoys me the most is that 
the Lakers just played out and out stupid. I thought to finish the game, especially the last like you, you know you, you you we looked it up. It was like three. It was three minutes and thirty seconds. They had a four point lead, and then you just look at the play by play sheet after that. And mm-hmm. I mean, you even watching the game, you watch it, and it's just like almost every single possession, you're sitting there like, "What are you guys doing right, right now?" You literally were yelling out. What the bleep is bleep. going on? Yeah, thank you. I don't. Uh-huh. I would rather not bleep that later. Yeah. And so Anthony not, gets very not safe for work during these games. Sometimes <laughs> when that stuff is going on, his dog not a fan. So they. So as Harrison pointed out, there was three thirty-one left in the game. The Lakers were leading one twenty-five to one twenty-one. The Pelicans take a timeout. Davis misses a jumper. Randall gets the rebound. KCP misses a jumper. Davis gets a rebound. Rondo makes a 29-foot three-pointer. Thanks for that, Rajon. He was shooting better than Lonzo Ball, and it was like a punchline. It was a punchline that I was using. That I was calling him Rajon Lonzo, and somehow that was a disservice to Rajon. That sucks, man. Yeah, Rondo shot pretty well this game. Uh, the Lakers answered that with a 27-foot miss by Lonzo, so good good call there. Uh, <laughs> that At that point, I think he was two for 33. The uh, Rondo then comes down and makes a layup past Lonzo, I be- no, past Kuzma and over uh, Brooke Lopez, if I remember that correctly. The Lakers then answered back with a missed layup by Julius Randle, and then they kind of missed going back and forth. One of the misses was, again, Lonzo Ball missing from 28 feet. Uh, and then at that point, it was just kind of over. Davis makes a couple free throws and uh, to, to make it a 125 to 128 game, and, and that's where they finished it out. And uh, I just my, – my big question is, so we went back and we tried to find who was playing in those stretches because Isaiah Thomas was in the game. He wasn't a starter, and we tried to figure out who was, who was playing there. And it turns out that, that Lopez took the bench – while Isaiah Thomas was on the court. Do you agree with that decision? Tonight, yeah, I would agree with that. I think, I mean, Lopez has been playing well, but Luke has always shown kind of a propensity to go, to close small, and there's nobody smaller to close with than Isaiah Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) And he actually, like, I I thought he played okay tonight. It wasn't his best game as a Laker, but he he shot pretty well. Like, when you're considering the other guys that could have been shooting, like, I think having Thomas in there was a defensible decision. So I have my thoughts on that. The, the, I kind of sort of disagree. The six turnovers, yeah. obviously not great, but I don't think that this was, this game was not Isaiah Thomas's fault other than on defense, but on defense it was everyone's fault. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my thoughts on, on finishing with Isaiah Thomas, and I'll do that here in a second. So here's my problem with playing Isaiah Thomas late is that the team relies way too heavily on him. Just their entire offense becomes so stagnant. It becomes so predictable. He just he dribbles the ball and he dribbles around and around and around. And, around. and this is why it's so freaking laughable when he talks about how he needs say, to hey, be used. Hey, hold on. The Lakers had a guy who was pretty good. People would complain about the offense and it gets bogged down late and it's only going to one guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they Are had you- a guy that had some success with that. Are you talking about Ronnie Price? No, I was talking about Jordan Clarkson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, he, he keeps on going on and on and on about how the team would be better off if he was used the way he was in Boston. And the great counter to that is, well, here's our late game strategy, right? And we, we see what it looks like when the ball goes primarily and, and essentially significantly through Isaiah Thomas over everybody else. 
And it's just, it's not, he's not a good NBA player right now. He just flat out isn't. I think he helps in some ways. Like, it's, you know, we've talked about this. I feel like we've had this debate a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't think that we're going to agree. I don't think that he's great. I don't think that he's anything, like, super special. But I think he's a guy that can go get shots right now and create something. Right now, the Lakers don't have a lot of those guys that can create something off the dribble individually. I could go Ingram take a crap down. on my lawn and technically I would be creating something. Taking a crap on your lawn, like apt description of the Lakers' late game <laughs> offense. The, uh, this game. Uh, it, on on that note of Isaiah Thomas, how mad do you think that he was that Demar Derozan got to debut the new Kobe shoes when there's like a ball stopper right here in LA <laughs> that he he probably called Kobe's like Wild. what we we went over film together, man. I was like I was trying to be your adorable adult son. What the hell, man? Yeah, I'm so mad. This what? is bullshit. This is terrible. <laughs> Sounds like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I. <laughs> I was actually disappointed that Isaiah Thomas didn't actually sound like that when, like, I started listening to interviews of him as a Laker. He's like Mickey, Mickey Mouse, but good at basketball. Well, he isn't good at basketball. But uh, I want to, before we move on to KCP, talk about Lonzo Ball. His shooting is going to draw the ire of everybody. He finishes the game 1 of 12 uh, from three-point range, 2 of 15 overall, 1 of 2 from the line. He finishes, he is a minus hey, hey, 2. Let's look at some positives. He made 2. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he finishes the game minus two uh, on the game, which you know it was a f- back and forth game. That's kind of what you would think. He it would be it would be concerning. Should be noted, second highest plus minus on the team. Yeah. Hashtag Alonzo effect. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of Travis Ware, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tied for first, right? No, uh, Randall. Was oh, the Randall first with plus Randall seven. Plus seven. Yeah. This yeah. has been locked on Lakers reads you plus minuses <laughs> from the game. <laughs> but all right, so. Look, we've talked about where where we think it starts. It's a free throw line thing. That's why he's not very good at driving. I gave my theory on his athleticism. I think I don't think he's a a, a an easy athlete, right? The kind of athlete that just kind of finds himself in the air really easily, depend irregardless of where his body is positioned heading into trying to get up into the air. It 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 seems to matter for Alonzo that he has a proper runway. That uh, and he gets by people. He looks really fast out there when he's in a full out sprint. You don't really want to be in a full out sprint all that often in a basketball court. Um, but but does the shooting is it starting to concern you? So I think yes, uh, yes and no. Mm-hmm. And so I think like I, I thought Darius Soriano kind of put it best on Twitter after the game when he was saying you know like Lonzo obviously he shot terribly, but the and but if he had made one or two of those shots at the end, the Lakers would have won and. Like, they wouldn't have even been in the game if it wasn't for all of the other things that he uh-huh. did. And so that's worth noting. At the same time, I also think, like, yes, it's it's time to probably be a little bit concerned about his shot. He seems to be in his head a little bit. We've talked about that before. But I don't know what you want him to do at this point because it's not like if he wasn't shooting at all, people would say, oh, he has the yips. Oh, he's being selfish by not shooting. you got to shoot to, you know, start make defenses start to respect you a little bit. But the problem with that theory is, is if you're continuing to shoot like Lonzo is, hashtag mm-hmm. Mamba mentality, continuing to shoot despite not playing well, just to make defenses respect him, is they aren't respecting him. They're playing, you know, you and I were talking about it during the game. Like him Actively and Rondo, walking away him and Rondo were having basically a contest to see who could play further off the other one. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I think at one point, 
point, Lonzo, like, went and got a hot dog from the concession stand uh-huh. while Rondo was on the court. And, like, Rondo drove home at one point, like, tucked his kids into bed. <laughs> you know, it, it, they were basically just, like, it was it was a screwed up game of chicken to yeah. see, like, like who, who <laughs> can shoot. Chicken where they run away from each other. Less. Yeah, <laughs> chicken usually involves driving right at exactly. each other. They they're, were they're literally running, running away. away. Yeah. And so, I, <laughs> like, the problem is... I, he, you can't. T- I don't know what you want him to do other than just shoot better because he's not. He's continuing to shoot. He has to continue to shoot because defenses aren't going to respect him until he shoots and makes. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's only doing one of those things. <laughs> right. But if he the just stop, if he just stops shooting, then it's only going to get worse. Yeah. And I, so he can't just he can't just curl up into a ball on offense and just or like you know just a pass every single time he gets it. Fetal position. Like early in the year, that's what he was doing. So was he was passing. And everybody was criticizing him, like you got to take some of these. And so now he's taking some of well, these, and it shouldn't really be a surprise that he's missing. I don't know. Well, it is. It should be a surprise that he's now like sixteen well, like, okay, percent over going his last two of fifteen. Week. Yeah, should probably be a surprise. <laughs> but but what I what I was going to say though is that so Ben Simmons is not a shooter, right? He just flat out is not. Yeah. And defenses at this point have played him as being not a shooter. And what he does, and Giannis, same thing. Now, the difference here is that both those guys are roughly seven feet tall and crazy athletic and and can finish over and around and, you know, through contact. Uh, Lonzo, you know, he can't do those things, so it makes him a little bit more limited. But what I would like to see him do is a little bit more probing. Like, okay, we know... He, those shots that he shoots where he's wide open on the perimeter, it's a catch-and-shoot kind of situation where those ones you have to take. Yes. Passing up that kind of shot, I would never advise. Yeah. But those step-back three-pointers and yeah. the off-the-dribble three-pointers, like, those got to go, man. Yeah, I agree. Those need to go, and then some of his shots around the rim at this point should probably be passes mm-hmm. because he, he's getting some that are open that he has to take and he's just missing mm-hmm. But then where he's getting actual space. But then there are some where, like, he, he went to Anthony Davis tonight, and, you know, you, you described it best. <laughs> it went exactly how you would think it would go. Like Teaser, teaser trailer is, for, for my, I'm, my show, the national show that I'm showing that I'm recording later tonight. That's going to yeah. be the funniest moment of the night. Yeah, it was uh did not go well, <laughs> no, we'll say. No. Um <laughs> and but so like but aside from some of those things, I mean, he has to continue like he he has to continue shooting on some level. Although he probably can take a small step back and just not shoot it afterwards. Mhm. Well, I I think yeah, I mean, we we spent that a bunch of time on head, this. Huh? It did a little uh, bit, that's okay. a little bit. It's okay. You step back, Piper. You shouldn't. Frank, yeah. Frank, frankly, I, I wasn't really listening. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. My my computer shut down. I'm I'm literally sitting right here. Like it's one thing when you tune me out when we're on Skype, but I'm sitting right here. What? Okay. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break and come back and talk about KCP. Oh, are we gonna talk? Because you know, like I feel like I'm talking and just you're not listening. Like I, I think. Locked on Lakers marriage counseling is the next step. For, maybe that'll be an off-season episode. You and I go and see a relationship <laughs> counselor and just record it and see how it goes. I'm down. Whatever. We got, we're starting to come we, up for off-season content we, ideas, <laughs> as you guys can tell. We actually came up with a couple while we were watching the game. Yeah. Uh, all right. So KCP this year is making, what is it, 18 or 16 or 17 or $18 million. And because of that, I think people are are hoping for $18 million production. Right? I don't even think it's that. I don't think anybody reasonable was hoping for $18 million production. I think people... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me stop you right there. 
reasonable fans. No, but even fans, like our our fans are smart. I know you think they're dumb, but our <laughs> fans are smart. Our, our listeners, not fans, because they're our friends. Our listeners uh-huh. are smart, and and also just nobody's a fan of us. Like they're, they're fans. <laughs> they're of fans the Lakers, of the Lakers. Of the Lakers. We listen to, talk to us, about and them. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but. Like, nobody that is listening to this show was expecting KCP to get $18 million worth of production, unless you factor in that it helps the Lakers get LeBron, in which case it was a bargain. But, I mean, whether or not it actually helps the Lakers get LeBron is up in the air. I don't think anybody was hoping to get $18 million worth of basketball production from him. What I do think people were in a rush to do is mock the Lakers for paying him $18 million, for paying Kentavious Caldwell Pope Mm -hmm. $18 million for the year when he's clearly not an $18 million player. Because... As we learned from the Kobe extension, there is nothing people love to mock more than, like, this person is getting this money and this person is doing this on the court. Mm -hmm. And so – and that's kind of a thing across the board. If Mm -hmm. a player gets – But especially with the Lakers. Especially with the Lakers. But really, if anyone anywhere in the NBA gets paid, there's nothing people are more excited to do than mock them when they don't live up to that contract. Yep. I also think another reason why – some of the the less casual fans hold KCP in in lower regard is because paying him as much as they paid him basically cost the Lakers David Nwaba. Who's probably played about as well as KCP this year. Oh, man. No, I don't think so. I don't think he has. I think think you've been great, David Nwaba. No, I think think KCP has been... The Laker is always better, just in general. <laughs> but, but KCP, though, for the year is averaging 13.5 points per game. And this is heading into tonight, so these these averages and numbers are probably going to take a little bump up. But heading into tonight, he was averaging 13.5 points per game. That's more than he's averaged over his career. Uh, he is averaging two, basically two assists per game. That's higher than his career numbers. He's rebounding really well compared to the, to the rest of his career where he's averaging five and a half rebounds compared to the three and a half rebounds he's averaged he's averaged heading into this season. He's shooting thirty-eight and a half percent from three. That's pretty freaking good. It's not it's not good it's not lights out, but it's not bad either. And like what I have to say is if you so if you eliminate what he's making, if you if if I didn't care at all about what he was making this year, if you eliminate the month where he was not living at home because of the jail situation, uh, you're talking about a really solid player. And if you eliminate that month statistically, too, yeah. because I think not only narrative-wise, people were in a rush to mock him during that time, but there was also, like, I mean, it was, it was very clear that it was weighing on him because mm-hmm. he played terribly, well, understandably. Mean, yeah. And I think, uh, I, I think, you know, like, he's played pretty well outside of that one stint. And mm-hmm. while he hasn't played $18 million a year well, the Lakers, they weren't going to sign an $18 million a year player with that $18 million no. ever. No. And so that they, spent, like, that, they, that they spent it on, uh, that on Caldwell Pope is not something that fans should have concerned themselves with or upset themselves with. That's not your money. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Right. The Lakers were going to either that money was going to sit there and do nothing and they could have signed a slightly less expensive player or they were, or, you know, like it would have signed Maybe some a like couple, flotsam or whatever. Right. Maybe it, a couple players versus the one player at 18. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think he's taken a lot of probably unfair criticism for mm-hmm. that. Uh if you had, if it came down to you have to make a choice between bringing KCP back and Isaiah Thomas back, who do you go with? Mm. Putting me on the spot after another. Uh, I know earlier this week I said Thomas, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stick with it because I'm going to double down on my. You're face. a crazy person. You're insane. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> no way. 
for everybody listening to this, please at HM Fagan. I'm actually going to give you his actual Twitter account there. It's unfortunately still at HM Fagan because I realize <laughs> I'll lose verification if I change my ad on Twitter. But that's that's insane. He's a better defensive player than Thomas. He's bigger. He's, yes, pro- he's younger. He he has been more efficient than Thomas has been as a Laker. He is he just he fits what the Lakers are looking to do better than Isaiah Thomas. It's incredible. This is where you and I disagree the most that we ever have disagreed. Other than about Julius Randle disgracing his entire career and shouldn't be a Laker because he didn't play in summer league. I didn't say he shouldn't be a Laker. I went pretty far yeah you i wanted, said he might get traded yeah you wanted you wanted to trade him because larry nope, Nance i didn't say i wanted to league. trade him i've we always argued, liked randall more I, than Nance. we argued about it on a gondola i'm just saying <laughs> i remember this day well those times are gone Dilla, okay Ugh. <laughs> do you want to talk about lavar uh, yeah, and actually, I, well, actually, I think what we should talk about oh, that uh, is that travis ware is signing for the rest of the season yeah yeah where is travis going Right back to the Lakers nowhere. roster. Yeah, nowhere. <laughs> no, the Lakers have one where. They just don't have two wares because they're twins. But the other one apparently sucks or something. I don't know. I, I'm i not a fan How is of one track. twin so much better than the other twin in basketball? Uh, I don't know. We need to do like a – we need to interview Travis about this. Why is your yeah. brother trash? <laughs> <laughs> but I, my thing with Travis Ware, and I told you this while I was watching the game, Look, I think he fills a need, I guess, because he provides shooting as a four and all of those things, blah, 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 blah. Um, he's not as good defensively as I was hoping he would be. And Were you hoping for him to be good defensively? I was hoping he'd be, like, slightly less. No, you, didn't, slightly you did not than, do your you, – where, where is your Travis Ware research? No, I'm, saying, I'm saying, like, sli- all right, so I was hoping for slightly better than trash, and he's been trash. So He's had his moments, but mostly, yeah, not great. Like, he's not going to blow you away. I don't no. think that he's been – that bad. I think some of his flaws stick out more just because he's, like, just to be frank, he's white and unathletic. Yeah, and it so, sticks out. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you expect him to be bad, so when you it, when he does, it's confirmation bias. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. But uh, the other thing I was going to point about Travis Ware, and I said this to you while we were watching, uh, while we were watching the game, is he, for a shooter, like, when you're a shooter, when you are good at something – you put yourself in situations where you can showcase that talent as often as you possibly can. And one of the things that you have to do is either, A, position yourself geographically on the court to be a better shooter, and you also have to position yourself physically, be in a shooting position so that when you catch the ball, he already doesn't have a very fast release. And yes, he's a little taller, but if he's being guarded by a four, then that being bigger part doesn't really matter as much. And in the G League, when you're playing in general smaller players, I could see him having a higher uh, hitting at a higher percentage in that kind of. He situation. shot about the same percentage in the NBA. Uh, oh, man, it feels like he's not shooting very well. He shot like about forty percent from three. I'd have to find it, but yeah. uh, but I want to see him as this season rolls along, and I don't blame the Lakers for. No, I mean at this point, uh, Jared and I talked about this. At this point. Might as well just sign him. Like, yeah. you're not going to ex- find anyone else that's better necessarily yeah. at this point in the season. I'd like them to waive Tyler Ennis and bring Alex Caruso up full time. I think so. My understanding of their plan with that is that 
the South Bay Lakers, when uh, when their season is over, their two-way players can go back up to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And so my my thought, if the South Bay Lakers have one season, have one week left in their season, then they have the playoffs. If they were to like lose in the first round, then Caruso and so we're Gary all Payton. rooting against the South Bay. Well, Lakers. so that's what I'm 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 one I I haven't heard anything that like you know suggests that they're going to tank, but I'm wondering if this new rule is going to lead to G League teams at the behest of their NBA team. Teams, tanking playoff rounds so that mm-hmm. they can get players back. Yeah, I mean, I, the Lakers would be would be better off with Alex Caruso being available than with him not being. Yeah, and so can yeah. they just they they just need to have Tyler uh, Ty, uh, Tyler Ennis dress up as Alex Caruso and vice versa, and just see yeah. if anyone notices. Or just hope Alex or Tyler Ennis like pulls a hammy in practice. That's my hope. Um, all right, that'll do it that for. Was mean. Well, not like a serious injury, just one that makes that takes him out I'm, of my life. I, Tyler Ennis, I hope that you stay healthy and have a long and prosperous career. I'm hoping he has a long and prosperous life, just not as a Los Angeles Laker. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Lockdown Lakers podcast. This was a special in studio episode where Harrison uh, came and crapped on my studio. As always, not we, literally. You already did that. That was on my lawn. Yeah. Uh, but as I, at least I created something. <laughs> <laughs> as always, make sure you guys are following the show on Megaphone slash Panoply, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break, Spotify, Alexa, Lakers Nation, where Harrison writes, Lakers Outsiders, where I write. You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Irwin LA. You can follow Harrison on Twitter at Isaiah Thomas Stan. <laughs> when we come back next week, we have a fun topic lined up for you guys. Uh, Harrison misses LeVar. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So look forward to that on the other side of the weekend. That's like gonna be the longest like commercial break we've ever had. <laughs> Maybe people will remember.